Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you. I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients, stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business. Welcome back to Big Brave Business. We are coming at you after uniting in person for the first time. In person. We had pizza. We got to chat. We had our partners there. It was super fun. Las Vegas. It was so good getting to meet you in person finally. It's so weird that we had never met in person. (laughs) I feel like it just seemed like we've hung out a thousand times because we talk every week. (laughs) Every week. It does feel like we knew each other in a past life. I feel like we we had such a good time. We saw so many funny things. We people watched at the casino. We went and, like I said, had pizza. It was just so fun. How was your uh, How was your vacation outside of meeting me? It was good. Okay, it was good. I don't mean to, like, hesitate on that. Of course it was good. But I had, as always, I had a list of things that I wanted to get done. Like, uh, as it was getting closer, Eric and I kept saying to each other, we're going to do this and this and this and this and this. And none of those things happened, right? I think what I kind of learned from that is, and I I think everybody will agree with this and like relate to this, you need vacation to rest and play, but you also need time off of work to get things done, but you need both. So like taking vacation does not equal getting a to-do list done. That's not vacation. (laughs) That's time off. (laughs) Yes. Um, I will say, so we left on the 4th of July, which was a Tuesday, and we came back on a Sunday. And I don't know if it's that I just needed one more day of vacation or Mm. if it's just that I'm old and I don't travel as well as I remember traveling. But I was so exhausted when we got back. Monday was kind of a blur. As we're recording (laughs) this, it is Wednesday. And I am just now starting to feel like I'm getting back in the groove. And I think it's important to like, Next time I'm going to schedule a day before I have to come back because I needed a whole day just to sleep. So Yeah, I actually mentioned that to Eric that I was so glad we did that because we got back from Vegas on Friday and then I did not come back to work until today, which is Wednesday. So like we had several days. So yeah, I was a little under the weather during those days, but um, it was great because I could just be, as you always say, I could just be a total couch goblin. We were just in total couch goblin mode. It's the absolute best place to be. I have no plans this weekend. I'm going to get a ton of work knocked out and just sit on the couch and do nothing. It's going to be absolutely magical. But we had such a great time. Vegas was oh so fun. Drew and I were just talking about how it's by far our best vacation we've ever taken. We did so much stuff. It was so so needed. We really did. We got massages, which was incredible. It was the best massage I've ever gotten in my life. I cried. (laughs) Literally, that's no joke or exaggeration. It was so good. And then we went and saw some UFC fights, which was surprisingly really fun, like more fun than I expected to be. It was seven hours, and I feel like I was there for an hour. It went by so fast, and it was so fun. And just a whole bunch of other things. Stay at the Cosmo. It was just really fun. And we ate 
all the things. And when I say all the things, I mean, I ate all the things. I'm not really great with milk products. Like milk doesn't sit well with me. And I drank a milkshake probably, I don't know, my body weight. (laughs) It was so worth it. So good. (laughs) Yeah. So we had a great time. So, But I'm glad to be back. Me too. I... One thing that I did a lot of the past few days after – really after getting back from Vegas, although it started in Vegas, but getting back, I was glued to it, is threads. I am obsessed. I cannot wait to hear all the things. I have not had a millisecond. It's it's really fun when you help manage social media accounts and you're on vacation and all of a sudden a, a brand effing <laughs> news social media platform just comes out and everybody's getting on it. And I'm like trying to take a digital detox and it's all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, have you tried threads? <laughs> I have not even thought about I mean, I have thought about it because everybody's talking about it, but I haven't even looked at it yet. So I am excited. I want to know all the things. Sarah, out of the two of us, is the tech new platform guru. She was on ChatGBT <laughs> way before I was. She is so much more knowledgeable. So tell me all the things. First of all, let me ask you some questions. First of yeah. all, what is Threads? Yeah. Okay. So Threads, at the time we're recording this too, I want to like say this, we're recording this on Wednesday the 12th. So this is literally seven days after threads came out like it's been out one week today so it's still brand new at the time that we're recording this by the time it comes out some of this information may be different it may have changed it may have evolved and that's just kind of the nature of the beast but yes literally while we were on vacation we met up in vegas on wednesday and i said to amanda at dinner hey so are you on threads and she was like what the hell is that (laughs) so what's a thread threads is meta who is the the company that owns facebook and instagram meta released a twitter competitor kind of out of nowhere and I say kind of because they actually tried to release threads I guess I don't know a ton about it but a couple of years ago and it didn't it didn't really happen and then they uh knew when elon musk took over twitter that this was the time this was the time to do it and there was like a beta test of threads so this this iteration of threads so they did have some like kind of big influencers and brands on threads before it opened to the general public so some people definitely did know it was coming but for the large majority the general public most of us did not know it was a thing until we got prompted to sign up for it on wednesday last week so and again at the time of recording this that was one week ago by the time this comes out it will be a couple weeks ago but yeah Yeah. Okay. So the only thing that I had heard about it was from, like I had mentioned to you, was the Daily um, released a podcast episode from the New York Times and was telling about how it was a competitor for Twitter, how Elon Musk was like losing his mind over this and how it was supposedly copying, not competition and all these things. So how similar is it to Twitter? Yeah. So let's like dig in a little bit to what's going on at Twitter first. So Elon Musk took over Twitter. And if you didn't follow what happened when Elon Musk took over Twitter, it was a shit show. When he Mm -hmm. first took over, I mean, there were there were massive layoffs. There were situations where (laughs) people just 
couldn't get into the building. Like their Horrible. badges stopped working. They just couldn't get in. Lots of turnover of people choosing to leave, like mass exodus out because of disagreeing with the leadership choices that were happening in the early days. Just like total change. Also, a big, big, big thing that Elon has been promoting as his like perspective with how he runs Twitter is protecting free speech. That's been like Mm -hmm. his whole thing, meaning he does not want to filter or ban accounts for things like hate speech, anti-Semitism, like some Mm -hmm. really heinous stuff, but in the name of free speech and in the name of people having the right to express any opinion they want on the internet, he kind of turned over sort of the like idea of like the woke left protections in place that are supposed to be keeping people safer on the internet, but in his mind, violation of free speech. So you can probably tell what my opinion is just from the way that I explained it, but I'm trying to be as like, uh, this these are the facts this is the situation this is what's happening but as a result twitter has become more of a safe haven again this is just facts it's just true for white supremacist movements anti-semitic movements a massive amount of racism sexism rape jokes like some it's become really unsafe for a lot of people because there has been protection of these accounts like people are allowed to post this kind of stuff and since they're they're banned, those those users are banned from a lot of other platforms. Having a platform where they're allowed to express those things means more people of that mind are gonna flock to it. So the other users from Twitter who do not want to be part of that have been using Twitter significantly less. So it's been hemorrhaging traffic. And basically, Meta was like, this is the time. This is the time. Our window's going to yeah. close. People are leaving Twitter. They want a place to go. We need to get our thing out there. And by linking it to your Instagram account, they make it so easy to sign up that it led to like rapid conversion. So in five days, they had 100 million more than 100 million users, which is unheard of on any platform on the internet, faster adoption than anything. It took like two years for Facebook to get 100 million users. It took months for things like ChatGPT and Twitter to get 100 million users. Instagram took significantly longer than, I mean, five days is insane to have 100 million people on this platform. So it's grown like super rapidly and it has the same terms of service and guidelines as Instagram, which I'm not defending Meta. There's lots of things Meta does that or doesn't do that suck, but they have the same, all the same like guidelines in terms of use as Twitter. So theor- or I mean, I'm sorry, as Instagram. So theoretically, Anything you can't post on Instagram or your account could get banned for posting on Instagram, you also can't post on threads. Yeah, that makes sense. So if I was to log into threads, how is it similar in what platforms would you say it mimics? What's what's it made for? Like Instagram is made for, it used to be just yeah. for photos. Now it's re- reels Video, and trending yeah. audio. But, you know, Instagram yeah. is more like pretty pictures. Facebook is like, I, in my opinion, like a community building. LinkedIn is more professional network. What yeah. would you say? What would you say threads is? That's a good question. I think it feels more similar to LinkedIn to me, but 
It doesn't have to be so professional. So it's a place that's really about dialogue. And one thing that's been and and I believe this is also what people loved about Twitter to be totally like transparent. I never got into Twitter. I had trouble with like what 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 would I post on Twitter? One thing that's really nice about threads is that because you have the option to, I mean, it is linked to your Instagram account, but you don't have to carry over your account details. So like I chose to. So profile picture, bio, all the people I follow, I just automatically imported that into threads. Um, I, I have changed some things since then, but So the people who I follow on Instagram who post these really curated versions of themselves or they post Canva templates or they're always in teaching, training, coaching mode. Now I'm getting to know them as whole people and they're sharing like their thoughts, their perspectives on things. And for the first couple of days of threads, nobody wanted to talk about business. Nobody wanted to talk about strategy. So it was a lot more like personal things and having reactions to things and memes about things and just people like kind of everybody was using the word unhinged right which like oh yeah everybody was just kind of everybody was just kind of posting anything and everything and being silly and having a great time but by now people who like talking business are talking business and so this is me right like that's what I talk about if you hang out with me in real life I mean Amanda and I got together for the first time for dinner and we had to have a little business talk we did not dwell on it but of course we did because that's what we talk about. That's what we're interested in. That's what we spend our time thinking about, talking about, learning about. Um, That's why we started a podcast about it. Never get sick of talking about online business. So if if I'm just going to like engage in what my thoughts are, I'm going to talk about business. And at this point, I feel like most of the people I follow also feel the same. But it's interesting because it's like people are posting hot takes and then in actually engaging in conversation. And this is what I think is really different about Instagram versus threads so far is that on Instagram, I feel like it's really kind of hard most of the time to get engagement that's beyond like emojis or like great post or like thanks for saying this Mm -hmm. or, you know, like it doesn't really it's not really like ongoing conversation. And you've shared on this podcast before that one of your tips is to try to go back and forth at least twice with people who comment, right? Like you want to make it a conversation on threads that's simple. Like I've had so many great conversations. And one of the things in particular I love about this that is supposed to be the same as like Twitter in, in like platform purposes is that comments are equally treated in the algorithm as original posts. So it's it's the same, like in the hierarchy of content, it's the same. Whereas on Instagram, if I make a post and you comment on it, your comment in the hierarchy of content is a rank below, right? It's like a mm-hmm. sub a sub piece of content or it doesn't even count as a piece of content. You're just engaging with my content, right? But on threads, if I post something and you post a comment on that, both of those are considered content as far as the hierarchy and the algorithm. So you could have 10,000 people you're following and zero people following you and you could still get a ton of reach and engagement as long as you're commenting on other people's things. So your follower count matters a whole lot less than the number of comments you're posting, if that makes sense. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. So that's what I've been loving is I've been able to dig in to some threads on like way larger accounts than mine and and have a ton of engagement with people where we're having really good conversations and back and forth and um, people are appreciating what I'm saying and um, giving me feedback about that. So and then one other main difference that I want to point out, at least at the time of recording this, is that a big difference between Twitter and threads is that threads does not have any DMs. There is no inbox. So it Anything you post is on your feed, basically, including your comments are all available. You can have a private account. You can definitely set your account to private, but um, but there's no pr- private messaging. So there's no dick pics. Ooh. There's no in DM harassment. There's anything you want to say to somebody, everybody else can see. <laughs> so that's interesting. That is very interesting. Okay. Okay. So what does it look like? Do is there hashtags? Right now, no. No hashtags. So and it's like that's a wild west out there. Yeah. So that's something that they've <laughs> said is like there's also at the time of recording this, no searchability. You can search usernames or like what the, is in people's name section. Like you know how on Instagram, if you yeah. search um hairstylist or something like that, or Alabama hairstylist or something, it's going to search their name. So you want to have like Amanda Alabama hairstylist or whatever so that people can find you that way. So you can search that. So like if you go to threads and you search ChatGPT, you can't see any posts about ChatGPT. You can only see people who have ChatGPT in their name or their username. So that's like not super functional yet. They did mention that. And this is one thing that's really cool is that Adam Mosiri, the head of Instagram, who's also the head of threads, he has emphasized searchability is going for your actual posts. That is one of their top priorities. So by the time this comes out, it may even be searchable. But uh, right now, not so much. But hashtags, he said, actually, from a like, building perspective, like building the platform, hashtags are actually really challenging to build in a way that does not does not encourage like abuse so mm-hmm. or spam. So hashtags will come to the platform, but that's like a way later date thing. Um, oh, I like that actually. But links are clickable, which is also something that's mm-hmm. really nice compared to um, like even TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Now we have clickable links in stories, but nobody wants – I mean, the platform of Instagram is not encouraging you to get off of Instagram. So anytime you're posting a link in your stories, people don't want to go click off to another app, right? Like yeah. they want to stay where they are. So Threads has been like a cool place to – for example, I've been sharing like our podcast episodes and stuff like that because it's really easy to promote the episode and have a link there. Oh, that's really cool. Okay. Yeah. So um, who are you interacting with right now? Like, what are you talking about now? Who are you chatting with? Yeah. Are they, are they, was it with people that you know? So no in real life, not as much. Um, but I've been very picky about who I follow on Instagram. I, like, will try following people for a while, see how I like their content, unfollow if I don't feel like it's helpful to me. Sometimes people will show up in stories that haven't shown up for a long time, and I'm like, who is this person? Like, I don't mm-hmm. remember what made me hit follow. I don't know who they are. And I'll unfollow 
because I actually saw them, right? Which is like the opposite of what you think would happen. What's been interesting is on threads, I've been just like kind of following people a lot easier and also muting people a lot easier. Like I don't want to really, I don't care really about like most major brands or I mean like Wendy's is really funny. Just like they were always really funny on Twitter. There's a couple brands like that. American Eagle has been a popular one. Fashion Nova has been a popular one. They're like being really funny on threads. Yeah. So that's cool. That's not really what I'm there for. So most stuff like that, I'm pretty quick to mute because I just don't want to see more of it. So that's how um, Adam Mosiri has recommended that you cultivate your algorithm is like mute stuff you don't want to see. I don't really care about celebrities or like what they're doing on there. So I haven't really been following any of them. But most people that I'm engaging with are people I follow on Instagram who are talking about entrepreneurship, coaching, online business. Now, coaching, everybody's got hot takes and spicy opinions about coaching. So people are posting them on threads and I'm engaging with people that I agree with and that I disagree with. And I'm able to like kind of put that out there. I've also been sharing some tips about like ChatGPT, which we have a ChatGPT episode that is coming out at the time of recording this next week, but it'll already be out by the time this episode comes out. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen. We did a ChatGPT part two, but I've been learning more and more and more about AI in like personally. So I have been sharing some of my stuff there and getting like having some good conversations about that. But mainly it's a chance for me to be a little spicy about how I feel about online business. So it's been a good time. I like right now, this is my favorite platform. That's what you were telling me. You were saying how much you love it. So I'm going to have to give it I'm going to have to give it a go. It definitely gets better the more you interact. So like pushing yourself to engage in threads and to uh, like existing threads. Let me let me be clear, like a thread as in somebody posts something and lots of people are commenting how we've used the term threads before the app came out, like a post to getting into the comment section and like engaging with people. And also knowing that your comments have equal weight means that you can engage with the original post or you can engage with the comments on a post. It's all the same for the algorithm. So getting in there and having conversations and really digging in, stay respectful, stay, you know, treat people how you would want to be treated, consider the fact that everybody can see what you boasted. So um, definitely keeping that in mind, keeping in mind that you can, there's no edit button right now. You Ooh. have to delete it if you make a mistake or if you say something you want to take back. That is something that they're working on is an edit button. So, again, by the time this comes out, that might exist. But right now you can edit. So you have to proofread and don't get spicy enough that you're going to want to take it back later. It's Once it's out there, it's out there unless you delete it. Um, there's no insights right now. So if you wanted to track engagement in any way, you'd have to do that manually. Like you – yeah. So that that's definitely like – it's very bare bones right now, very basic. But um, but yeah, I would say the more I've commented, the more I get in the comments on other people's, the more I love the app, the more I like what's in my feed, the more I am finding people to follow, the more people are following me. Um, and just like, there's more notifications, there's more conversations happening, the more I put out there. So yeah, yeah, I've been all about it. I've like I don't even want to look at my screen time. It's terrible. It's like by far. I go on Instagram now. I open Instagram just like out of habit mostly, and I'm like, Ugh, this is boring. What am I doing here? And I flip back over to Threads. Like oh I, gosh, that's okay. where I want to be personally. And I hope that's still true by the time this episode comes out. I know for a while you were really big about TikTok. Do you still love TikTok? 
No, well, okay. So about TikTok, that's really funny. TikTok is so dangerous for me because it's like a time suck. So I have very strict time limits, screen time limits on my TikTok because if I open TikTok, I'll find myself thinking, I'm just going to watch one more video. This is the last one I'm going to watch and then I'm going to do whatever my next thing is. And inevitably I watch like five more and <laughs> and then I think, okay, this is the real last one. And then I watch three more and then I find something that I'm like oh I want part two of this and it turns out there's 13 parts of it so I end up watching like an hour of this specific story and then I'm where did my time go all of a sudden it's been an hour or two hours and I'm just still sitting on the couch on TikTok I cannot do it so I go out of my way not to open TikTok actually so it's funny that you say that and that's been true like since early days of TikTok. Like, I can't. I can't get sucked into it um, because it would take my whole life. <laughs> it would take my whole life. Okay. So, no, I can't. I that's It's such a dangerous app for me. So if somebody sends me a TikTok, inevitably I'll get stuck on TikTok. But when my screen time notification comes up, I'm like, I'm out of here. I got to get out of here. <laughs> okay. Well, that is high praise. So while you're telling me all the things that you're loving right now, why don't you tell me what's making you happy this week? Well, definitely vacation. So we talked about that. But like taking time off, I just feel so excited to come back, which I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't. I also wanted more time <laughs> off. But I also am. Like I'm excited about the next chapter of my business. We have some really cool things coming. Launching a membership. Obviously, you know this because you're helping me with the launch. Launching a membership. So we're doing a soft launch just to our existing network right now. Um, it's called Audio Revolution. It's for people who have podcasts or want to have podcasts to help them um, move along the roadmap to podcast success. So launching that at a founder's only price, a founding member's only price. Probably at the time this comes out, doors may already be closed. I'm not exactly sure when this is coming out, but we're officially, officially launching in the fall. And I'm very excited about it. I just think there's so many ways that we can help other people build their podcasts. And I mean, uh, we were just talking about this, but I have ideas about my email list. I have ideas about social media content, obviously, like taking time off has totally re-triggered all my creativity and my desire to like dig back into my business. So that's what they say. Take time off and then you'll come back better. So that's my first one for sure. Yeah, they do say that you need you need the break. But I am glad also that you're back because I missed you while I was. The last two days. Anyways, I was on vacation the same time that you were, I think, for the most part. But yeah. Well, very good. What about you? Oh, thank you for asking. I am obsessed with a book that I read on vacation. And I have got about 50 pages left. And you know it's a pretty good book when you aren't in a hurry to finish it. But you also want to finish it. But you mm -hmm. also want to savor every little delicious <laughs> morsel. But it is by Riley Sager. He is one of my favorite favorite writers. He's one of those writers that I instantly always buy their books when they buy his books when they come out. But it's called The Only One Left. It's super good. It is like if you've ever read the book or watched the movie Rebecca, it's got a Rebecca vibe to it. It's also got like Only Cabin in the Woods type vibe. It's just, but it also has, a, um, what's that movie with Kathy Bates? And she captures the writer and, and is like, keeps him in the, do you know what I'm talking about? Is it I feel a Stephen like, King one? Is it Misery? Yes. Misery. Thank you. I feel like Eric is in the background just screaming. I know. I'm so bad at like 
what actors are in what movie. Like, that is my worst kind of trivia. But yeah, sounds like Stephen King's misery. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit. But anyways, really great. I have, like I said, I binged it over um, vacation. I still have some pages left that I hope to finish maybe tonight. But really, really enjoying that and having a really good time with that. What else is making you happy? Um, okay, I'm a little bit behind the eight ball on this one, but the show The Bear on which we're watching it on Hulu. Oh, oh my god, my Sarah. It's god. my favorite. It's so good. So we just finished season two and like literally had to we actually watched we watched both seasons, I think fully on vacation, which is wild, but we literally had to like turn off the TV and just like sit and digest after we finished the second season. It is unbelievably good and i everything about it the writing is fantastic the direction and production is fantastic the acting is phenomenal every single person in it is good and i just saw the emmy nominations for this year just came out at the time of recording this i'm realizing like (laughs) they did not just come out by the time you're listening to this but um and the bear is just nominated all over the place like in several categories and i'm just like yes absolutely deserved so good if you like me are behind if you haven't watched it yet you have got to watch it it is so worth it so i think it's originally an fx show and then it's also on hulu and they have two seasons it's so good it's by far one of my favorite shows that one um and succession for me i could i mean they're just so good but the bear it, i'm so glad you've watched it now we can talk about it but oh my the, um, god it's, it's so good. good it's not a like chill watch to me it puts me like on edge because they're all everybody's always yelling there's always so much going on it's so fast-paced but it's still so good and it, it manages to still be heartwarming which is yeah. very interesting. Some episodes are harder than others, but definitely it's it's not really a show that you like binge. You watch an episode or two and then you like take time to take it in to really yeah. get the full experience. You can binge it, obviously. You can do anything you want. You're an adult. But I I think it's best in smaller doses so you can like really take it in. Agreed. Agreed. Second thing making me happy this week is I have a major foodie crush on Sean Brock. If you don't know who Sean Brock is, he's a big time chef. He has his own chef's table episode on Netflix. That's really, really great. But he is out of Tennessee. He has multiple restaurants. One, my favorite restaurant of all time that I've ever eaten at um, is called Husk. It's in Nashville, Tennessee. There's actually three locations. But uh, it's predominantly like a I like to go there for breakfast. They have just like the best. I think their food is so good. But he opened up a 32-seat restaurant in Nashville called June, like the month. And um, it's a 16-course restaurant. I have been dreaming on the wait list for forever. We got the notification while we were on vacation Mm -hmm. that we were available to go. So we have booked tickets for a... one day trip we're gonna fly out of Pensacola and go for to have this meal and turn around and come back it's only an hour from where we live on a plane and so we're gonna go and eat at June um the first the first weekend of August so freaking excited I cannot wait it's gonna be such a quick trip because we're still working like normal um we're actually gonna leave out late Friday and come back early Sunday Um, But it's going to be such a quick trip that we're literally going to stay dressed up on the plane and go straight from like the airport to the restaurant because that's how quick the reservations are. But we're super excited. I'm going to like live stream the hell out of this thing. I cannot wait. So yeah, going to June in August. Had to get that right. This is one of the things I love about you. You and Drew live the bougiest fucking life. Like you do do such cool things. And it's things that like I wouldn't 
think about doing. And then I'm like, when you tell me you're doing them, I'm like, why don't I do shit like this? <laughs> why don't I have a dream <laughs> list of restaurants? Why don't I get on the wait list for magic shows? Why don't I get a have a spa day that makes me cry while I'm in Vegas? Like, you literally are like, I want to be bougier. Like, yeah, that's the Listen. effect you have on me. I love that I have that effect. I would. I hope I have that effect on more people. It is. Um, I wish I could say that the things that I'm interested in came to me as I got older. But I remember, like, full disclosure, I've mentioned on the show before, I grew up very poor. And I remember, this is so silly, but I remember living on, in a trailer, on a dirt road, in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, and I used to go to the public library and beg them for their old magazines. I used to be obsessed with Martha Stewart living. (laughs) And I would go home at like eight years old and cut out the (laughs) pictures of the food photography and wallpaper my walls with them. I just have always loved pretty shit. I don't know how to describe it. And I'm not, um, (laughs) I know it sounds like I'm very frivolous with money, but I'm also like a deal shopper. And I'm also like, but I just like pretty things. And um, you have not, you're not the last person and you're not the first person either to call me bougie and I'm okay with it. I like, I love it for you. I love (laughs) it because like compared to you, I'm not bougie, but I just buy, I'm like, I want it. I buy it. We spend so much of our life. And a lot of this is like the stories we're telling ourselves from the time that we're kids, right? Like we've talked about Mm that on this podcast before, but we go through our whole life in a state of deprivation of like, these are all the things I can't have. And these are all the reasons why. And this is FOMO and this is comparison and this is – and instead it's just sort of like, what do you want? Because you can literally have what you want. It just yeah. might mean sacrificing other things, right? And mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to not acknowledge like all the systemic things that exist and the like very real disappearing middle class and all of that. Like that's all very true. Mm-hmm. And also if you want to just go to a nice restaurant, you can. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take – some planning and some other sacrifices and whatever the sacrifices might vary depending on your current situation but like you just have to figure out how to make it happen well yeah and it's also it's also the reason why we work we being drew and i speaking for ourselves it's the reason why we work so hard it's also the reason why i decided to not have children like i wanted to be able to do the things that i wanted to do and being able to live this fun life even though sometimes it's hard sometimes Mm -hmm. I mean I'm very stressed I go through months where I don't get to do things that are fun or I don't get to do things on the weekend because I'm working that happens a lot (laughs) so if I want to spend you know $500 on a really nice dinner that's gonna like I'm gonna remember for the rest of my life and experience it with somebody I care about I will do that it's my, you know, it's my prerogative, but it is also because I've made decisions in my life. It was, it just, it's interesting. And I think like, again, I'm not trying to like not have the conversation about social structure and politics and the way the government is trying to take everything away from us right now. And I, like, that's all very real. I'm not trying to say it's not real. And also your life gets to be what you make it. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's why anytime somebody complains or says like, oh, I wish I could do stuff like that. My first thing out of my mouth is, well, why can't you? You don't have the money to do it. We'll work harder. Go get another job. Ask for a raise. I mean, that's just how my mind works, though. Like there's literally nothing that I want in life that I can't have if I just put things in place to make it happen. Do you know what I mean? And I'm sure that comes from a very privileged mindset. But I also, I don't know. We could get into all this another day. But the point of the matter is dinner, June, August. I can't wait. I think that's so cool. Okay. Third thing that's making me happy. I'm like, what else have I been doing? 
Okay, my third thing that's making me happy, and I've said this one before, but you guys, it's our YouTube channel. I love our YouTube channel. I'm having so much fun with these. First of all, they're so fun to record because we get to hang out with like our friends, but um, and ask them fun questions, like learn things about them, and also introduce our friends to each other, which is cool. But I'm also having fun editing. They're so cheesy and fun. Like, um, I love putting hats on people when they say something that's like relevant i love like these little pop-ups that come up and like sound effects and whatever i'm having the best time so if you have not checked us out on youtube yet please go do it's a chance for you to get introduced to some of the best people we know and um we do have a very long list of those so we're working our way through them so do not be offended if you've not gotten to if you've not had an invitation to come on, we we love the shit out of you. You're coming. We just we're we're trying to work our way through through a list and and just get some stuff scheduled. But it it really has been so much fun and yeah and totally different content from the podcast and it's just like this podcast and this YouTube channel give me life. Like I love doing this. It seriously is like hanging out with friends and talking about stuff I am interested in. So it's the best time. Yeah. <laughs> I love it Um, and agree with you completely. The last thing making me happy this week is I, before I went on vacation, an ad came across my Instagram for a a iPad case and it turns Mm -hmm. your iPad into a laptop. And you've probably seen one. I know you're thinking, oh, Amanda, where have you been? These have been (laughs) out. It's not one that is like just a keypad or like a texting pad it actually looks like a macbook but a little miniature version it's adorable (laughs) and it has a trackpad it doesn't require a mouse it has it like it's the screen swivels i can turn it off turn it around and use it like an ipad i can use it as a keyboard it's just so cool and the reason why i'm so excited about it is it's great and it's pink and it's cute um but also I have made myself a challenge that I'm going to get back into writing. I used to be mm-hmm. a big time writer. I used to love to write. Full disclosure, when I was a uh, worked in corporate and I had the most mundane job ever and I had tons of unsupervised time to do whatever I wanted to do because I had been there for, you know, it's like when you've been there for a long time, you kind of get in a good flow of things. You don't feel like you have to. I don't know, not overperform, but like your job gets real easy the longer you've been Mm -hmm. there. And so I had so much downtime and free time. So I would write all the time and I absolutely loved it. I I wanted to write a book. I still do. And so what I love about it is that this little iPad I can throw in my purse. It does have the keyboard, does have the trackpad, just like my MacBook, but I can also write in it on the go. So what is making me happy is this cute little screen. I'm looking at it right now. It's just adorable. I love it. It makes me so happy and was totally worth it. I got it on a, a 4th of July sale and it was so, so worth it. So, that's, that's so cute. So I have a question about writing. Sure. I feel like most of us who love to read also have at mm-hmm. some point thought about writing, if not have always dreamed of writing. I've been the same since I was a kid. I like... I've always I've been like I want to be this when I grow up and also a writer like that was always on my list is that I wanted to write do you have because I feel like a lot of people do do you have a book idea that has been in your head for years that's like this is the book yeah so I have written the first four or five chapters of a book 
years ago. And what's fun about it is that I wrote it on a platform that I had read a uh, another writer that I admire like to use for jotting down their ideas. And it's a platform called Penzu, P-E-N, like writing pen, Z is in zebra, U is in unicorn, Penzu. And I started writing in that literally seven years ago. And once a week, it will send me a prompt and it will say on this day seven years ago you wrote this and on this day you know kind of like that like a timeline throwback type thing anyways what's cool about that is that when it comes up I will read it and I remind myself I'm like this is a damn good bit of writing do you know what I mean yes and it gets me really excited it's it keeps it also like on top of mind Mm -hmm. and it's not one of those things of like oh I remember I wrote something a long time ago and it probably wasn't any good no it's actually really good and when it comes through my my inbox it I let it hang out there for a little bit I just kind of let it percolate and it um, it's just so fun to read it's so fun to just remember that I put time into a thought so yes I do there's still a lot of um, where I struggle is not the writing portion I'm a pretty damn good writer when it comes to writing fiction it's what route do I want to take mm-hmm. what genre do I want to take because mm-hmm. what I have written and the idea that I have could really go multiple different ways and because I do read so much, mm-hmm. I'm so heavily influenced by the people that I read. Yeah. But I'm in the middle of listening to Stephen King's book again. It's called On Writing. It's his. It's so, good. About, it's so good. I'm in the middle of listening to that right now. And I'm looking at trying to figure out ways to just simplify my work day and start setting goals for like, okay, once a day I'm going to spend, I already wake up pretty damn, pretty damn early, but starting my day a little bit earlier and committing to writing 200 words a day and just see how that goes. So. Anyways, we'll see how that how that goes. Um, it'll be a fun a fun exercise. Just having a little laptop that I can just throw on my lap when I'm on the couch, and it's not my yeah, full that's MacBook. Awesome. I so. Yes. So anyways, thank you guys for listening this week. We're so happy to be back from vacation and back in the groove. So glad that Sarah and I got to connect. It made our friendship even stronger and better. And this podcast is going to be even better now that I've seen her face in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we will be back next week. Remember that if you want to watch our YouTube channel, we have new videos that come out every single Wednesday. It's not the same content that you get on the podcast. We interview some really cool people and it's not a boring interview. It's a fun interview we ask them all kind of questions highly recommend you take a look at that and if you would like to connect with us personally you can follow me on instagram at amanda nelson reads and you can follow sarah at sarah k heater and of course of course connect with us on our instagram at big brave business and now both me and big brave business are also on threads so we'll see you over there by the time this comes out hopefully amanda's on it too we're gonna drag her kicking and screaming onto threads but another platform just what you needed so find us over there too (laughs) yep we'll see you guys next week bye